What is up? This is the Leafs Convo podcast presented by Oak Ridge Ford. I'm Norman James along with Mike Godjello. It's the pregame edition, the Leafs at the Flames. This evening, we don't want to date ourselves too much, but it is what it is. The Buds, two wins on the road trip so far. Many of our listeners in community predicting the Leafs will sweep the road trip. And so far, um, they've swept two games. Mr. A, do you think they can take it in Calgary because the Flames are flaming hot right now? Uh, hey, Norm. Uh, well, I think that's a bit of a stretch to think they can sweep. Um, you know, I, I know the Leafs are are playing better, but, I think, you know, you have three teams in <coughs> in Western Canada in the Canucks, uh, Flames, and Oilers. Um, I think it would be, you know, the odds would be pretty slim that they sweep the three games in Western Canada after beating St. Louis. But um, the Flames have won six games in a row. They've played a lot better under Jeff Ward. Uh, the, the interim head coach who replaced Bill Peters. I mean, this is a team that won the Western Conference uh, in the regular season last year before losing to Colorado in the first round. They're, they're a lot, there's a lot of talent there, and they seem to be getting more uh, contribution from guys who they weren't getting contributions at all from, like Milan Lucic and Zach Ronaldo. So uh, I have a feeling there'll be a little bit of a physical aspect to tonight's game where the Flames will try to be physical and maybe not try to run the Leafs out of the building, but try to exert their presence and, and make it felt. And I think the Leafs will have to uh, weather that early storm against the Flames. This is the Leafs Convo Podcast, NJ and MIB on TLC Talking TML. Freddie Anderson, by all indications, goes tonight. That's another game for him. It's a double-edged sword here, Michael. The Leafs need Anderson, clearly he is the guy, the straw that stirs the drink. Without him, this team isn't even a playoff team, in my opinion. But how much mm-hmm. does he play? Or maybe playing a lot right now and resting him down the stretch is the way they want to go, but that might not even make sense either. The the benefit of this trip is that they've had games, um, you know, days in between each game. It was Saturday in St. Louis, then Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday for the a Western Canada portion of the trip. They played Anderson against Vancouver. And honestly, I think he was the first star and mostly responsible for their victory because he stops four breakaways in the third period and really stood on his head and kept the, the Canucks off the scoreboard for a large chunk of the game. Um, you know, I felt I would assume he's playing tonight and there was some indication that they'd try to get Hutchinson in, but with them winning and with them playing the way they are and with the, the way Anderson played, I can understand why they would stick with him. But as the schedule gets a little easier at the end of the month, playing guy, teams like Buffalo and Detroit and the Rangers, they have to get Hutchinson in there. Or, you know, they're going to wait and see if they can get another backup and get him in there. But they, they have to give Anderson a bit of rest at some points because otherwise I think he'll get burned out. Kristen Shilton on Twitter reporting the Leafs are changing up their lines for the Flames game. Hyman Tavares, Marner, Kapanen, Matthews, Nylander, Engvall, Kerfoot, Mikheyev, Patan, Spezza, Aberg, Riley, Berry, Muzzin, Hole, Dermot, Cece. Changes there. I mean, uh, Aberg stepped in for Andreas Janssen when Janssen got hurt. They immediately put him in, like, the, whatever you deem the – Matthews line, either first or second line in, in an offensive role because Aberg is pretty much an offensive player. He's not somebody who <laughs> fits in a you know usual fourth line construct. He's not really a defensive player. Um, I'm a little surprised at this move because Kapanen 
sort of proved earlier in the year when he was playing on the left side with Tavares and Marner that he did not play well on the right on the left side and they have him on the left side here but he has played with Matthews and Nealander before so maybe it's a little bit of experimenting mm-hmm. maybe they they're going to limit the ice time of that fourth line it also indicates to me a, on the third line moving Engvall up to the third line with uh, Kerfoot and Mikheyev I think Engvall has played fantastic as a fourth line guy and his role seems to be increasing and the confidence in him at the NHL level it appears to be increasing so I, I don't know how the, the Leafs are going to be able to work it in terms of him staying on the roster once everybody's healthy because I know that he makes a couple hundred thousand dollars more than some of the extra forwards like Tim Mishov or Patan, but he has played so well and been a difference maker that they have to find a way to fit him on the roster because mm-hmm. he, he, he has helped on the penalty kill and his size. I mean, he's not a big aggressive player, but his size has been a I think people like Sheldon Keefe because he's willing to change, willing to adapt, yet the number one line for him in Calgary is a line that produced so much and was contentious in the minds of a lot of Matthews and Nylander fans. Tavares centering Marner and Hyman. That's his number one line. That was the Babcock go-to on, on many a night last season. So is it what old is it what's old is new again, Mike? Or is Sheldon Keefe just doing what he feels is right and this is right for the time being? Well, I think Sheldon Keefe is open to experimentation. I mean, you see, and, and trying new things and seeing if they work, whereas uh, I don't think Babcock was as flexible. I mean, I don't think we, we had ever seen, uh, you know, Nealander, Marner, and Matthews on a forward line playing five on five ever. And we mm-hmm. saw that. I saw that in person when they played Colorado last week. Um, You see him doubling up playing Matthews and Tavares uh, at the beginning of periods or after power plays sort of stacking the line or after penalty kills stacking the lineup with rested forwards. I mean, that's, you know, that's something a lot of teams do and that uh, Keefe is experimenting with. And it resulted in a goal in Vancouver where Tavares set up Matthews. So I, I mean, it, it, it's, it's worth a look it's worth you know just experimenting with it and seeing how it goes. If it doesn't work, they move on to something else. I think that's that's good and that's pro- that's progressive. And uh, I don't see a har- I don't see a harm in doing that. Whereas I, I think before they just you know the you know Babcock was intractable in certain instances and he just didn't want to go there, so he just didn't do it. So, so this is a different. Tavares, Hyman, Marner isn't a tribute to the former coach. It's what Sheldon Keefe has seen and knows works and Tavares and Marner right now seem to be a, whether it's a duo or on their own heating up as a combo Tavares with two goals at three points in Vancouver, Marner uh, a bunch of points since he's returned. I know you and I have debated um, off the podcast setting, whether Marner is completely healthy, but even a 80% Marner, as long as it's not a detriment and doesn't, cause him to regress at any point is better than most players at a hundred percent Mike. Oh, by the way, flames first goal is trending on Twitter Leafs fans. So get on it. Well, it's almost, it's almost like, you know, the gods want Zach Hyman, Tavares and Marner together because when everybody was back healthy, when Marner returned, 
Hyman was on the third line and then Janssen gets hurt in that game against Colorado. And immediately Hyman is back with Tavares and Marner. Hyman's and produced now. Hyman's I'd produced find, since he's returned. Yeah. So he's, he's a, he's a, just a good and, and, pretty player. Why not? And he produces. And that's, and that's, I think uh, an effect of them playing together and knowing where the, each other is. And I, you know, I, I keep saying, you know, Zach Hyman, I mean, he's not the most talented oh. player in the world works harder than anybody he's good in the corners he's smart defensively he's feisty he's energetic and that is needed and I think you know that that aspect is a better fit on that line with Tavares and Marner than any other left winger on the team so I'm glad he's back there and I think I think Keith will recognize that he's the best fit there and probably will stay there for the future did I tell you that Flames first goal is trending you did I don't know what it's for so Mike's in a mood. Uh, what happens to the Leafs out west? That's what I asked on Community. 113 votes. Thank you. We hit the three-digit mark. Nice. Um, 45% say they'll sweep. 42% think they'll grab a pair of wins. 2% think they were going to get swept, so they're done. 11% believe no matter what happens on this trip, it won't be good enough. I think it's somewhere between they'll sweep and it won't be good enough. Mike, last word to you. Yeah, I think of these two games, it's, you know, I think, it would be productive if they get three of a possible four points. That means win one of them and get at least a point going to overtime in the, in the other one. Um, Calgary will be a challenge. Like I said, with the, their, their hot ways so far uh, under ward and that they can get at least a point out of tonight or at least another three points of the next two games, then league fans should be the satisfied. Flames have a bunch of wins under Jeff Ward. The Leafs have a bunch of wins under Sheldon Keefe. Which team buckles this evening in Calgary? Have your say below this post inside the comment section and, of course, on community. YouTube.com slash the Leafs Convo. Please like and subscribe. Tell your friends. Once again, thanks to Oak Ridge Ford. Michael, feel better. Thanks.